awesome. We just leave all this in. We're not leaving any of this in. Oh, okay. It's never a good idea to leave it in. No. Not for you, this you take it out. Yeah. Don't leave it in. This is episode 28 of Tell Me Where to Turn. A very special, special episode because I believe it's the first time since August that recording has been done in person. The and last time all three of us were together was when we were doing the racing yeah. dirt yeah. track episode. And that was the Gold Cup game where the guy flipped over the wall and I, I spaced out for five minutes while you guys were talking. I don't know what we're going to do. There's not a TV that I could see anywhere yeah. in here. Yeah, how am I going to be distracted by <laughs> blank I walls? I don't think there's any NFL or college games tonight no. either. No, we got Thunder Rockets on ESPN we had a tv yeah sorry it's a tough thing sorry about that guys so why don't you introduce introduce ourselves oh yeah so uh episode 28 we got all three of us here so uh glenn at glenn three underscore 11 on twitter tommy tommy two underscore zero on twitter and dave point break underscore dave on twitter it's a pretty nice place you got here glenn thank you this is the uh the west wing as i like Ooh. to call it. Yeah, thanks for giving us that code to give the security guard when we came in. Yeah, to Lester. He's a good man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we pay him well. But yeah. So do you, does your back windows get hit with a lot of golf balls being here? Um, they do on occasion, but they're like quintuple. Quintuple or quintuple? No way, that's a word. <laughs> we'll go with quintuple. Pained so that like the a ball can't even penetrate it. So we're good penetration yeah so um but yeah thanks for coming over and uh well we we felt like we needed to come over because i know it's been a tough week for you after what transpired on twitter well we lost uh we lost somebody your your follower count was reduced by one yeah but our, our biggest fan noted noted listener jeff floyd decided that he would hit the unfollow button after last week i assume it coincided with a rant against his person but it should be a lesson to you that you can't talk bad about the listeners without some kind of repercussions yeah i guess you're right i like to think that he is still listening and that he's just not following on twitter but i can still tell him that he's a dildo of a human being <laughs> here right on the podcast can we send him send him some like Sim fighter passes or <laughs> something. Yeah. Get him some passes to Great Wolf Lodge or something like that for a nice little weekend. Oh, some diamond cut jeans, yeah. perhaps. Sure, why not? Well I hate to hear I hate to hear that uh that Jeff's no longer No longer with us. Yeah, I would no just leave it at us. that. You so know, it's a tough thing. Yeah, thanks a lot, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, no kidding. Worst year ever. <laughs> so um Lost my train of thought. What were we just talking about? <laughs> are we doing a podcast? <laughs> well, I haven't clicked record on mine yet. So. Oh, okay. This is kind of like the warm up for before the real podcast yeah. starts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really. Didn't well, if you stop talking for too long, you know what music starts playing? The Friday Night Lights music. Sir. Oh, you know what? You know, before we get to that, now I remember oh, what I was minute. talking about. Okay, I'm having to stop the music. Yeah. Hold on. All right. Uh, since we're at the beginning. Uh, 
intro music has been a oh, popular. I was hoping uh, we could get by without having to talk about point this. of discussion. Now I put up a, a Twitter poll and it ended up in a dead heat, fifty percent, fifty percent on who should. To both people. Yeah. So to who should uh, select the intro music? So out of hundreds of voters, it was wow dead even. It's amazing how that works out. Yeah. I'm going to say it was probably similar to this presidential race, and they just didn't like either selection, and maybe. Third option, Point Break Dave should have been in the survey. Maybe so. Point Break Dave would just like play twenty minutes of like a Dane Cook stand up routine <laughs> from like ten years ago, and so like, you guys gotta listen to this. It's so funny, so great, it's genius, so groundbreaking, um, insulting. So that didn't settle things, and then I even did a Google for just most iconic songs of all time. And we could just run down that list. Just like the Beatles or something? Actually, the first song on it was Smells Like Teen Spirit from Nirvana. <laughs> and not that I hate that song, but I was like, there's no way that's the most iconic song of all time. No, but that's that's kind of almost like a force field song where if you play that at the start, you're probably not going to catch a lot of Twitter blowback of people right. being like, what are you doing? I think, uh, I'm trying to think if it was Imagine or what Beatles song was number two on the list. I think that well, was number imagine two. Imagine wasn't a Beatles song. It's not. It's just John all. Lennon. <laughs> so is it John Lennon? Is that who? Welcome it is? to music. Yeah, it's just John Lennon. Oh, himself. I saw a funny tweet this week. It said, "Imagine if there was no song called Imagine." Yeah, and I think somebody accused it. The lyrics of being written by a child or something <laughs> like that. Probably not far off, actually. Yeah. So then I got to that song number two, and I was like, "Well, that's not going to be one no. of them." So this list has to go. This whole idea <laughs> is basically so you shot. just gave up. So now we're nowhere. We're nowhere further along nowhere when it comes to along. intro music. I'm. I would welcome listener feedback for music ideas. Maybe we should just take requests. There you go. I'd be open to. I'd be open to taking requests. I, in fact, if they want to package it up in a nice email, perhaps. Uh, yes, email. Email should have a request for an intro song along with a question for us. I feel like this shows at its best when we're responding to unwanted email from listeners. Yeah, from <laughs> Gustav and KJ. <laughs> hey, at least those guys know how to send an email. I mean, true. Got to give them some credit for that. Okay, so now we can transition out to west texas and oh, see what's going on in Things dylan are not going good in west texas oh no so there's a bit of what we like to call a uh, a tornado <laughs> <laughs> like a literal a literal tornado or i didn't say literal oh, okay i have not said that yet because we already had a chemical plant leak yeah the uh the number of catastrophes that befall that poor town so the uh the tornado came through and it ended up in the odd scenario where it damaged Dylan, but it really damaged the town next to Dylan, which I believe is called Laramie. I think these are both made-up towns. Did it heal the wheelchair guy? (laughs) Did he get thrown and then get unparalyzed? (laughs) I'm a little worried about Jason Street. He hasn't been in it in a while. Yeah, he's kind of got a giant bag anyway well, he had it yeah he had a giant bag from the moment that yeah. uh he couldn't make a tackle without breaking his neck he pretty much had a giant bag <laughs> let's be honest yeah so the uh the tornado hit hit dylan but it, it really destroyed the school in laramie which of course they're about to play in a very important game and they rebuilt the school <laughs> 
No. <laughs> you see, they, 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 this show comes up with really odd scenarios, and this one is that the entire Laramie football team, not the whole school, but just the football team, relocated to Dillon. So they're having to share the locker room and the practice field yeah. with the Dillon Panthers. But the kids from Laramie, who all wear the same jacket, apparently, because that's what you do, uh, they're also going to school there, but the rest of the school is not going to school there. What do these jackets look like? They're just like red letter jackets. Okay. Uh, they're not like some sort of cloak. It's not something you could get at like Joseph A. Bank. Is that what you're asking? <laughs> no. I thought maybe they had an agenda with these these jackets. No, Colwell and Sons does not make these jackets. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Um but, but it, yeah, it's a weird scenario. So, of course, there's there's multiple levels of drama here. So, you've got the football players going to the school. So, they've been going to the school literally for one day. And the quarterback asks Tyra out to the dance at Dillon because that's what apparently would happen the first day. Uh, there's all kinds of hijinks in the locker room. They uh, Somebody peed in Tim Riggins' locker. And, uh, in his locker, yeah, Pete in his locker. They uh, they're destroying each other's property. The um, coaches kind of got into a chest bumping match, uh, and all that's kind of leading up to the big game. You know, I feel like that, and they're about to play each other too. Oh yeah, the and they're about to play each other at Dillon Stadium. Okay, so who's it a home game for? <laughs> Whoever builds the field first. <laughs> He gets to wear the home, <laughs> the home jerseys. Yeah, I feel like this is probably based loosely, obviously, on some situation where this kind of happened. May not have been a tornado, but some circumstance where bordering schools or whatever had to share facilities. But there's no way they'd be sharing the locker room like at the exact oh, same yeah. time. Oh yeah, in the weight room. So so you and they're gonna play each yeah, other. Yeah, and they're gonna play each other. So you've got one team in the weight room, one team in the locker room. Showers. I, Tell me later. Just tell me later. <laughs> yeah, I'll call you later and tell okay. you about it. I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna do the non-Tarantino version here, and I'm gonna linear take you through the game, even though this kind of spread out over three episodes, and then come back and catch up on a couple more dramatic things that are going on in the story arc. But well, be, be sure not to miss anything. We yeah. wouldn't want that. Yeah, because well, you've got about two minutes and fifteen seconds. Dave, if you could stay conscious through this, so they're they're playing the game, and the other coach has been acting really strange. Uh, just very volatile and they are down to the last play. Dylan's down by six, uh, fourth down and eight. And they're going for it because there's less Obviously. than a minute left in the clock. I'm going to go with a last minute punt. <laughs> <laughs> there's some, there's some, uh, allusion to the fact that the other coach may have stolen Dylan's playbook. So okay. he pulls him into the huddle and he says, I know what they're going to run here. They're going to run a play action to smash and Saracen's going to roll out and he's going to run for the first down out of bounds. And we've got to cover this. So they, they kind of are doing this thing where they're showing him talking to his team. And then you've got coach Taylor talking to his team and he's saying play action. Saracen rolls out. Then they go to the play play action. Saracen rolls out. Well, the whole team's moving to the sideline to, to break up this play. Well, then at the last minute, Saracen, Let's the ball go. Hits Tim Riggins on the sideline. He's wide open. Right. Safeties have already come in. He's running down the field. He's 20 yards away from a touchdown. The other team's coach runs out <laughs> the field and tackles. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is the wow. worst show. <laughs> this show is awesome. 
and he and he was like, I knew I knew what they were gonna do, and the team didn't listen, so he went out and made the tackle himself. So he basically is like in Tecmo Bowl where you pick the play defensively and you just bust it, but you somehow yeah. get the pass off in time. Right, and then you're then you're home free you're home because free. everybody's in. So the the game ends. The other team's disqualified because apparently when your coach runs out and makes a tackle, that ends the game, God. even if you're losing. So Dylan's declared the winner. It doesn't seem like you would have to forfeit the game. It seems like they would just award a touchdown because that – I don't think it was a uh, coach. Well, I think it was a player that was on the sidelines did that to somebody in the Cotton Bowl back in like 1847 or something like that. 40. Before they let the, the athletes play. We'll just <laughs> – Put it that way. <laughs> Put it mildly. Yeah. Wow. Well, they go just back. Subtly touch that. They go back to the locker room, and uh, of course, they're sharing the locker room. So then all this After controversy. The game. Oh, yeah. And then they're sharing the locker room. So Coach Taylor goes in to see the other coach, and basically, you know, in the uh, broadcast TV way, like walks in the locker room and says, What the F was that? Yeah. And the coach says, Sorry, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff. My wife's dying of cancer. <laughs> Now tell us exactly why that's humorous, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, it's just too much drama in that show. That, that that was that was kind of the end of that part of the story arc. Um, Did he mention like tackling a a freshman in high school is what she would have wanted? <laughs> said the heaven needed another uh, wife of a coach that likes to tackle young men. I don't know what to workshop that joke. Uh, okay. So are you through season two no. yet? No. So season two has 15 episodes. I'm on episode 13. Oh. So I will be through season two before we uh, convene again. And season two is the last season, right? No. <laughs> no, there's like five or six seasons. You there's gotta, five seasons. You have to actually like binge watch this. It's not like an episode every three days. Well, this was a this was a tough week for old Tommy. Man. Yeah. Just, we were just doing it all the time. Didn't have time to watch TV. Just... <laughs> over and over. It's ridiculous. Except for on Monday afternoon, because we were out slaying the golf course. Yeah, hey, we need to come back to that. i got to tell you two All more right. things. Two All more right. things, and, and I know my five minutes is is like, what, I've got like four minutes left? Uh, I guarantee KJ is looking at his stopwatch right now, and it's like 13.30 and counting. I'm going to say these things. Hold on. Wrong. Keep fighting the good fight, KJ. <laughs> I support you, my friend. <laughs> two things. So Smash is being heavily recruited by the fictional college of Oklahoma Tech. I'm okay with that. And the other fictional college of Texas Methodist, which I think is basically supposed to be UT because they're in Austin. Okay. Uh, he ends up making a verbal commitment to them. Um, but they had the random uh, guy shows up from Alabama, so they actually had a real college come in. It's Smash, just all who they could get permission and the well, rights Smash from. Smash tells him that he wants to go he doesn't want to go to Alabama because he wants to go to Texas Methodist and Alabama offered him a full ride I don't feel like that was a very smart decision on his part no, I don't think so either and then the last uh, the last thing is uh, so Tim Riggins now is living with the coach because he uh, he had to get out of the meth dealer's house right so through a series of very ridiculous events the coach thought he was about to bone his daughter but he really wasn't. No, he was just in there he was helping her, consoling her. It was well, no, no, she right? was. She had gotten intoxicated, and Tim saved yeah. her from basically getting date raped. Yeah, carried yeah. her home, put her in bed. Well, as soon as he's laying her on the bed, leaning over, the dad happens to walk in. So he throws Tim out of the house immediately. It's not how it always goes. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I don't even really know how to respond to that. 
So the and way by the way, there is there is an Oklahoma Technical College, but I don't think they even they're have very a football small. team. <laughs> they do not even have a football team. No, they they give scholarships to good welders. <laughs> yeah, they're not looking for somebody who can catch a square in. <laughs> so Tim has to leave. Uh oh, Dave just died. Okay. KJ will be on the next episode. Dave's not doing well. <laughs> okay, I think we're back. I think Dave's okay. Right. That doesn't count against my five minutes. So Tim uh, goes home where he, and finds out that his brother's broken up with a girl. He's banging in a real bad way, and he's about to get evicted. So mm. uh, they're trying to figure out what to do for money. Well, Tim and the brother go back by the meth dealer's house oh, to get his clothes. And then they when they're getting his clothes, they find like, $5,000 just in cash. The meth dealer is not home, and they take it. Very. Well. R- reminds me a lot of, was it the Armenian money money yes. train? Oh, yes. Very similar. But the, here, here's what I can't believe they do. He goes ahead and takes his clothes, too. Giving the obvious clue. Right. So the meth dealer the goes, wait a minute. There's nothing missing except all of Tim Riggins' stuff and $5,000. At that point, you cut your losses, you leave your clothes, and you take the five grand, or you take your clothes and leave the five grand. You can't do both. Yeah. Right. And then that's how the episode ended. So I'm sure that's going to end well next uh, in episode 14. He has about the same criminal mind as Nas from the night of. <laughs> Just leave yeah, exactly. every evidence trace you can. <laughs> Detective Box is going to have a field day with take this. Take the murder weapon into the. <laughs> Into the police department. Yeah. So, uh, and I think that's. I think I've got about ten seconds left, but I'll I'll, I'll end oh. early. So we'll, we'll end it early. There's no way that was less than five. <laughs> yeah, not in any country or in any time period or anything. Well, speaking of things that lasted longer than five minutes, we did play a round of golf this week. We did. Thanks old, for the invite, gentlemen. Uh, we already had a. Uh, we already had four locked up. Sorry, we were invited to this. So. Not much control that we had. So. Yeah, but uh, my set of clubs I got for Christmas now have uh, have one round under them. And Tommy, uh, Tommy slayed it a bit. Really? For uh, only the second time ever golfing. Yeah, we we had a, we had a couple of we had a couple of uh, of good moments. You know, there's a few pretty bad moments out oh, there. Oh yeah, I mean that's given. <laughs> there's a, there's a few there's a few uh, there's a few balls that went straight <laughs> off the tee into the water that was like ten feet in front of the tee. <laughs> That, that first part sounded like you were describing my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but it ended on a very high yeah, note. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn talked me through a great shot on the yeah. 18th. A I've, real never, shot. I've never felt like the like a swing coach before ever in my life. But Except when you were standing behind Tommy <laughs> with your arms around him, <laughs> showing him how to follow through. And so it like, was turn all those hips. hips. Feel the flow. <laughs> turn Feel the, the flow. <laughs> no, he did, he did great. He uh, had, had a shot that had a tree in the way and I, I was gonna try to lay up and he says no man you know grab the wedge swing through it you can get over these trees you can clear them you can do it tree's I, not there yeah and just i did let it. the ball do, do what it do <laughs> set it right down the green about seven feet away and then three putt <laughs> <laughs> well hey i'm not a putting coach <laughs> <laughs> oh it was fun though it was fun was so you guys want to talk nfl playoffs for a minute we do have those coming up I think we, uh, I think we can. Since we can't hit the live sports feed, we yeah. can talk about future uh, picks and maybe a bit. Yeah, I think we got a bit, and then and then we got to get into the meat of the episode, which we teased ahead, which is Dave's near death experience. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh-huh. I think, I think, I uh, think 
I think the bit's going to be in it, and it's not as funny now because of Jeff's stopped following you. Uh, you know, he may still listen. We'll find out. But yeah, here's the proposed bit. Whoa, hey, and there's the... Do you have a dog? I do have a dog, and she's sensing people in the house. All right, you go ahead. I'm going to go tend to this. Does she bite? No. She barely yeah, sees. I'm a little afraid of dogs. This is live coverage of, uh, of Glenn getting the dog. Um, so the bit is basically going to be this. We're going to pick every NFL playoff game, not against the spread, just who we think is going to win. Okay. So obviously this week we'll pick the wild card games. Then next week we'll go ahead and pick it all the way out to the Super Bowl. So this isn't going to be like a, you get to reset your picks every week. This is this is we're going to run it all the way down to, to uh, the Super Bowl L – I in Houston. Okay, so we're not filling out the whole bracket now. No, just because just because the bracket's going to be obviously dependent on who wins in the wild card game. So we pick the four wild card games today, and then then there's a set bracket. We pick it out. So here's the bit that we've been talking about. Well, if we'd done the whole bracket now, I was going to go. Obviously, I was going to pick the Cowboys to win the NFC. I was going to go with the bold to pick the Cowboys to also win the AFC. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Toys talking. Do we feel like the quality is better or worse when we're all together? That's the real thing. So in the Super Bowl, it was going to be like a blue-white scrimmage of Romo against Tech. Yeah, <laughs> it was going to be great. Do you think that would be the highest-rated Super Bowl ever, like seriously? <laughs> they just split the squad. Split the squad. And, they, and it was Romo versus Dak. Like, they, that would be the highest-rated Super Bowl They ever. let the players decide who they're going to play for. I mean, just... Civil so War stuff. It's basically just Romo, Witten, and Beasley on one team against everyone else. Who gets Dan Bailey? Uh, he, he would be on their team. That's that's your difference maker right there. So so here's the here's the gag, and I got to give Glenn credit because this is his idea. But so this this is not a, a winner reward. This is a loser reward. So the so you finish top two, you're safe. If you lose, uh, we've decided you have to watch the nine eleven conspiracy documentary loose change and then do a full movie report for yes. the podcast I full, like it. full review and i think we ought to add in you have to make at least one tweet at jeff floyd with some salient point from the movie that you're like hey really thinking about this yeah really thinking about you know the jet fuel or whatever whatever the points the movie makes i think we yeah. gotta need to add that i think we, there might be layers to this maybe something like that and maybe just an innocuous random facebook post that just kind of it doesn't say this is a conspiracy but it's just randomly out of nowhere being like you guys need to think about this yeah, just <laughs> you know give this some thought yeah you just have to post the you know the status update watching loose change and then there's nothing else <laughs> yeah watching the in, in really thinking yeah. just yeah. Put really, a little thinking emoji yeah so as we go through this weekend's games, just straight up, right? Yeah, we're we're there's so if no, we, if we no pick spread. somebody this week and they lose this week, like we can still yeah, we're basically saying if you get the game right, you get a point. All right, I got you. And then next week we're gonna go all the way to the Super Bowl. So here's what we're doing: we're gonna just go around the horn here. First game, you pick first. Uh, then Dave, then me, then Dave, and we'll go that way. So all right. first only game, four games. So first game, take yeah. Very long. Uh, Raiders at Texans, battle of the elite quarterbacks. I 
Give me the Raiders, even with the rookie quarterback probably starting. Yeah, well, I mean, because I think that uh, I think Houston's going to have to have to uh, go back to Osweiler because uh, Savage has a concussion, I believe. It's going to be a terrible game. Yeah, I'd take the under. Likely, Can I take but, the under? Yeah, it's like thirty-six and a half. I think yeah. I would definitely take the I under. I think I would. But you're going to take. You're gonna I'm, I'm going Raiders, okay. even on the road with a rookie. Okay. I'll go. I'll go Texans. I'll go opposite. Interesting. I, I I'm going with the Raiders. I I watched the Texans game over Christmas and some of the worst football I've ever seen. Trash horse team. Trash, trash horse town. Okay, Dave, you're up first here. Lions at the Seahawks. I'm taking the Lions. That's that's gambler right there. I'm taking the Lions too. I think Russell Wilson's a trash player. Wow. I there's no way I'm not taking the Seahawks now just to be different from you guys. <laughs> So uh, I, yeah, definitely, definitely Seahawks. All right, uh, Dolphins at Steelers. Uh, biggest point spread of the weekend, a ten point favorite. Yeah, uh, I'm taking the Steelers here. Sorry uh, to the Sorori brothers, but the Dolphins yeah. are, are a garbage team. Uh, I think there's a decent chance they would cover the ten because the Steelers' defense is not real good, mm-hmm. and Miami can run the ball. But yeah, Miami winning a playoff game. <laughs> no, this is... I have to. I have to go with you too. Yeah, okay. Pittsburgh without question. All right, and then the last game, and, and uh, Glenn, you get to pick first again. Uh, Giants at the Packers at Lambeau. I think – Supposed to be pretty cold. Yeah, I don't think that's going to matter. Um, they, you know, when they played there like eight years ago and it was three degrees outside, I think it was like 38 to 35. So I don't think the weather is going to be a huge factor temperature-wise. I think this is probably the worst matchup the Giants could have drawn – um, I think it's the worst matchup anybody could have drawn. I think the the Packers are hot. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. And the Giants' defense would have to uh, – they're going to have to win this game almost by themselves because their offense has been almost nothing all year. And I think – personally, I think Eli is extremely overrated, but won't get into that. Uh, <coughs> but, yeah, I'll take the Packers of Green Bay to kick the oblong ball through the big H. <laughs> And they will be heading to Cowboys Stadium a week from Sunday to to beat the Cowboys. To, yeah, to take on <laughs> Dak slash Romo. <laughs> I'll I also have to go Pat go on this one. I think I'm going to use my uh, position last to bid one dollar, and I will take. Uh, I think it's a smart move. The New York Football Giants. I I uh, I don't know that I believe it with all my heart, but. I also don't really don't want to watch this documentary, so I'm going to try to yeah. try to get some separation here early. Maybe a good uh, a good play. So all right. All so right. do we want to talk about death now? Yeah, we can talk about some death. Dave, you almost died one time. I did, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't that long ago. Um, had the uh, the rec rec league soccer game that went horribly wrong. Wait a minute, you play soccer? Dude, soccer is the beautiful game, and Glenn can back me up on that. I won't be behind you or anything, but I, I'll support. Oh, he'd your, like it if you were. I'll support. I'll support the beautiful game. Um. Yes. It's <laughs> like the third time Glenn's just walked out while we're recording. Yeah, it's kind of makes me uncomfortable. Um. So playing in a just a you know generic. Nothing too uh, intense rec league soccer game. And uh, real early uh, in the game, I'm playing kind of center de- defense. 
and uh, guy's about to take a shot. So I. Uh, you do like Craig Ludwig and just go down just to take the block. No, that's not a typical soccer move. Did you try to catch the ball? <laughs> no, but I did. I poked uh, I poked the ball away, and so the guy's coming through with his shot and ends up catching like the inside of my leg just above my ankle. So he kicked you? Yes, so he kicked me. Miss, but because like I was coming in from the side. <laughs> As it were. Did he bicycle kick you? <laughs> he did not bicycle oh. kick me. But he caught me on the side of, you know, just above my, the instep, like above my ankle. So shin guard didn't catch it. So he got me pretty good. Um, but that happens in soccer. You just, you know, play on. You know, it's a, it's a bruise. I mean, if there's one thing soccer players are known for, it's their extreme toughness. Well, let's, <laughs> let's just say Dave isn't a true soccer player because he just played on. And, uh, so you didn't even make him come bring the stretcher out? <laughs> they didn't spray your leg with that stuff? <laughs> no. So do the rec league games have that orange stretcher that they get you on and then you immediately jump off when you get to the sideline and just run back in? <laughs> and, start, and start sprinting back and forth? <laughs> they don't have that in the rec league? We need to implement that. Okay. That, would, that would improve it. Um, so, yeah, my team, it was an early game and we had no subs. So I ended up playing the whole game. So was it bothering you? Yeah, no, I mean, it hurt, but, like, it wasn't, like, you couldn't play. Like, it was just felt like a bruise. So, I mean, probably on par with Michael Jordan game six, playing through the pain, playing through the, the flu. flu. Yeah. The flu game, yeah. So it's probably about on that. Anyways, finish the game, drive home, and uh, when I get out of the car after, you know, sitting down for whatever, 15 minutes. When you got home, were they waiting with that stretcher? <laughs> <laughs> they just carried me in the house and laid me directly in my bed. And then you got up and just started running around the house. <laughs> so I get in and now it's it's you know, it's it's hurting pretty good. So put some ice on it, get in bed, put some pillows under it to elevate it. Wake up the next morning and can barely walk on it. Like I'm hopping on one foot and uh you know, it's kinda starting to swell out and you know, it's kind of red, looks like it's gonna turn into a bruise. So, I go into work because um, I'm not I'm not like lifting crates at my job. I'm sitting in a generic office, so figure I'll be all right. About lunchtime, not my leg, but I just start feeling like physically sick, like I'm coming down with something. Okay. So, I was like, "Well, I'm I'm done working for today. Yeah. <laughs> There's no more work gonna happen." So there's probably a lot of people that are very resentful of that statement right there. So <laughs> you start feeling like you might be coming down with something. You're like, yeah, hey, that's it. I used all my heroics the night before. So go home and uh, tell my wife, like, I'm, you know, I'm not feeling good. I'm going to go lay down. So this is probably like 1231. She comes in to check on me about five that night and I'm covered up with every blanket we have in the house. I have like a hoodie on, which I don't even remember putting on. At some point in that four hours, I went and put on a hoodie, have the hood up like over my face, just real bad chills. Man. Yeah. So she takes my temperature, 103.7. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I don't think I've ever recorded anything, at least not to my recollection that high. Not not good time. So 
uh, she, you know, rightly is like, hey, you need to go. She was trying to get me to go to the emergency room. But she can't take me because she's got to stay home with our kids. So, obviously, I knew if I called Glenn, he would just say, well, I'm working on your eulogy and not, not yeah. do anything. Yeah. Hey, you want a live sports update? Yes. We just accessed TV. So, Rockets, Thunders tied at 116 with three seconds left. Ooh. So, go ahead. Well, I'm going to be distracted now, but Com- I'll try to. Com- try to complete. <laughs> Always a tough thing. Um, so... Call call my good friend Tommy. That's what I'm here for. And Tommy comes over with the orange stretcher. <laughs> but it's just him, so he's like dragging, <laughs> dragging my legs. Um, and uh, he, we decided just to go to like the little dock in the box urgent care up the street. So go in there in kind of a funny situation. Like you write down, you know, what you're there for. And I was like, you know, fever, chills, whatever. So I hobble into the little, you know, room when they call my name and the nurse or whatever is like checking me out and she's taking my temperature. She's like, oh, you know, it's high, blah, blah. And she's like, so like she goes through this whole questionnaire of what's wrong with you. Are you, you know, allergic, heart conditions, all that. And at the very end, like she's about to leave. I'm also like, oh, yeah. And I have this this problem with my leg yeah, this giant <laughs> gangrene on my leg and she's like oh i just thought that was like you were just you know hobbled like for life like when i was like limping in there because i had pants on oh she yeah she didn't want to ask you uh yeah she well, it's good that you had pants on <laughs> yeah <laughs> she thought, i feel like that's a positive she may have thought you took stepped on a, a landmine or something <laughs> you never know she thought i was a yeah so she uh then the doctor comes in he looks at it and I didn't know this, but he felt of like where it was bruised. And it was cold. No, it was burning hot. hot. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. And that means it's infected. Yeah. Ugh. So apparently what we, we later determined happened is there was like this tiny little cut. You could barely see it from where the dude kicked me. Like through my sock, his cleat caught it. And apparently there was some kind of bacteria on his cleat. That's now infected my leg. Who would have thought bacteria would be on the bottom of a shoe running through a field? Yeah. So, um, doctor's like, oh, yeah, you know, doctor at the urgent care is like, this is bad. And then he wants to x-ray my leg because he thinks it's not broken because I was like, well, it can't be broken. I, I walked around on it. And he's like, well, it could <laughs> be. I'm walking so good. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way it could be broken. Well, he's like, hey, it could be like a real small little hairline fracture and you wouldn't know it. I was like, okay. So he's like, we're going to x-ray it. And then extremely matter-of-factly, he's like, yeah, if it's broken and the infection's in the bone. You uh, might lose your leg. No, like, not you might. He's like, they have to take the leg. And I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> this, this escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, you work at Primacare. You can, there's no way you can make that decision. Yeah. But he said, well, he wasn't going to take the leg. But no. he was basically saying. Wait, they don't do amputations at Primacare? <laughs> They, sure. they, they willed about two weeks. This is, start this doing is Obama's it. America right here. This is Obamacare at work. They can't even do that at Primacare. This is unbelievable. Well, he's like, we may have to take the leg. Your friend still has the stretcher. Right? <laughs> um, I can't believe I waited through all this. Yeah, you're a good man. So anyways, they sent me to the real ER. And the real ER, you know, rushes me in. And I think they did an MRI or CAT scan or something. They determined it wasn't broken. So, how long was that from the time the guy says, 
you know, he's got his Civil War doctor's <laughs> uniform on. He's like, we might have to take your leg until they say it's not broken. Is that ours? No, actually, they called, like, the Primacare doctor was pretty uh, pretty concerned. So he called ahead, and when we got to the ER, like, we walked right in, and they were essentially waiting for me. Like They were they, scrubbed in. Yeah, they were ready to go. Yeah. They were ready to roll. That's good. So they admit me. And to kind of fly through most of the story, they start giving me, you know, IV antibiotics to treat the infection. So I'm on those for two days and they keep trying different stuff and still fever, like nothing, nothing's touching it. So they take, they took a culture of like the area and they come back and they say what it ended up being was a Hispanic. Not that kind of culture. Oh, I, 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 didn't, go to, I, I didn't go to medical that. school. Uh, but it, <laughs> it was a it was a antibiotic resistant staph infection. So that guy on that other team's a real prick for putting an antibiotic yeah, resistant no infection on his cleat. He's just dipping his cleats in there before Seriously, the game. That's unbelievable. It really is. It's like where's sportsmanship? Was it MRSA? Well, that's what... Is it methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus? Wow. I did go to medical school. <laughs> I just made all that up. There's no way that half of that was right. <laughs> no, but they uh, they ended up, since it wasn't MRSA, but because they couldn't get anything to treat it, they ended up giving me, like, finally the doctor was just like, F it, <laughs> give him the drugs for MRSA, see if that'll do it. Hi, hey, trial and error. And did did w- that uh, give you diarrhea? <laughs> it did not give me diarrhea, but I'll tell you this. What they were so freaked out about, apparently that's some pretty hardcore stuff. When they were giving it to me, they were coming and checking my blood every hour. <laughs> that's a really weird thing to do before checking your blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, well... But uh, again, two affordable health care. <laughs> so two last quick hits on this was that was annoying. The stuff they were giving me, the I found this when I got the bill later. Of course, you know, I'd already maxed my copay, so it didn't really matter. Oh, well. But the okay. bags of the MRSA antibiotics that they were doing the IV, they were giving me five a day and they were $700 a bag. Wow. Wow. Um. And the last thing I learned from that experience was like the third night, like I couldn't sleep because they're checking my blood every hour and your legs all messed up. You have to have it elevated. So like the third night, like the nurse kept asking me like, do you need anything for like pain? But I wasn't in pain just laying there. But the third night I was finally like, listen, I haven't slept in, you know, two nights. Can you give me something? And she's like, oh yeah. Like I've just been waiting for you to say, say that. Whoa. So, hey. <laughs> All right. Actually, one of the nurses was, and Tommy can attest to this, was super hot. Uh, yeah. I also... <laughs> yeah, you were there too. I also made a visit to Deathbed Dave and can attest to one hot nurse, which I actually was already familiar with because shortly before your episode, I had a friend who was in a bicycle bicycling accident and basically just took a header into some concrete and nearly didn't make it. But oh, wow. he pulled through. He's fine now. Um, but I, he was in that same same hospital for an extended period of time. Same, like, it was almost the same room. Oh, wow. 
because it was it was definitely the same nurse. So what if that nurse is getting a little creeped out? Because <laughs> one of these guys really <laughs> yeah. is, he just kind of picks somebody every yeah. week. Like this is gonna be my friend this week. <laughs> I'm always in a I'm in a room with just some unconscious person <laughs> person about my age. Yeah, just reading a magazine, just kind of peering over it. I was always surprised that Glenn was so adamant to come visit me when he usually doesn't care at all. Um, but the we, last we went up there and watched an, an entire NASCAR. I know race that, was a, that was a that was a fun great. day actually. It was great. But the last thing was that night they gave me a pain drug called Dilaudid. Oh uh, yeah, I'm familiar, dude. Dilaudid uh, is the real deal, man. Yeah. I've never had it. They well, that's what they give to some like last like end stage cancer patients just to make them comfortable it's so did it make you comfortable oh my god <laughs> i'll tell you this and of course like i'm not a person who has experimented with drugs but after that stuff i was like i kind of understand addicts <laughs> like i could totally it's like it totally, makes a lot more yeah, sense to me now i could totally chase this dragon again <laughs> yeah i'm remembering this did he say he's since been just going out to parks asking people to kick him <laughs> But when they were giving it to me, they were <laughs> when they were administering. They were giving it to you before they checked your blood, right? Yeah. They, uh, the nurse was like, "Listen, you know, not that you will, but you don't like make any decisions, like any sign anything, like oh, you're while be, you're on the drug." So we're always asking you, like, "Hey, you really need to sign some documents? Yeah. I know you're in the hospital. Well, let's bring your will over." Right now. I just thought, like in general, like when they released you from the hospital, I know your leg's okay. Let's not make any decisions, just in general. But as soon as, as, soon as she said that, I uh, I gave my uh, wife my phone. And I was like. Listen, like, because I was so bored at night in the hospital. Yeah. Like, I was betting, like, European basketball <laughs> games. Like, whatever Bovada had a line on, I was like, yeah. I'm in. I was like, just just take this, put it on the other side yeah. of the room. Clear good my idea. browser history. <laughs> very, uh, very good idea. So, I have, a, I have a question. Going back, is there something you could have done after you got kicked to avoid all of this? I'm sure going that night probably would have been helpful. I going think, to the doctor? Yeah. So, so, but this isn't like a matter of you couldn't have just poured some peroxide on it when you got home and been okay. Honestly, you know what's funny is I actually took a picture of it when it started to swell up, like the next morning, long before we knew any of this, because I was sending it to one of the guys that we play soccer with, and like you can barely see like there was any like cut on it. It was right. so small. So I'm I'm sure putting some kind of um, something to clear out would have been but, good, but you can't. Yeah, and how many times are you kicked or hit with something or whatever and you've got a scrape or cut on your leg and you're just like, uh, it's just way too much effort to go and put something on it or whatever. It's going to be fine because it's always fine. Well, going back to uh, our when we were talking about racing in our youth, like working on cars, like you'd bust your knuckles and there's like oil and transmission yeah. fluid and you're just like, whatever. Like, yeah. You never clean anything out. No, but there's there's a story you read one every year somewhere where some kid will fall off a bike or hit himself with a skateboard and die. Yeah, you know because because of, of an infection. Yeah, it's it's scary. So be mindful of that, all you parents of young children. So how many nights total? Versa is everywhere. How many nights total were you in the hospital? I was there five, four, maybe four nights in five days. Wow. Yeah, it was a long time. So how many? So we'll go around the horn here, Glenn. How many nights have you spent in a hospital where you weren't visiting somebody? 
Um, only maybe the nights I spent literally as a newborn. Literally doesn't count. Newborn doesn't count as an okay. adult. As an adult or a teen. Um, that would be zero. Yeah, I'm at zero too. I've only been to the hospital one time. I broke my wrist in high school playing basketball. <laughs> you know what? You know what really would have sucked is if it had been the other wrist. No, I almost broke both of them. I broke one because I fell back, like had my legs taken out from underneath me, and fell back and put my hands down to catch me or whatever and it was in a church rec league i was playing in and the their trash gym was like it was basically like a marble floor almost that you were playing on it wasn't just regular wood floor so it fractured one of my wrists but actually which was the right one the left one actually at the time hurt more but they x-rayed both of them they said this one was just sprained i almost had casts on both wrists as at what age uh, I, was, I was either 17 or 18. Oh, there's no way. senior year of high school. <laughs> there's no way you could have made it. Surprisingly, the left wrist didn't break because the muscles are just so strong <laughs> around there. Uh, just, uh, again, that's just uh, natural athleticism. That's what I think it just, is. just yeah, I've, shining through. I've never spent a night in the house. I've been to the emergency room twice, and both of them were very unnecessary trips. Basically, mm. me being a big old pee twice. Didn't you go for like a bloody nose? I did. I I went a to the bloody nose. I went to the emergency room for a bloody nose. The doctor told you to stuff some tamps <laughs> up there. Yeah, that was that was a, a mistake that out of pocket cost me about fifteen hundred bucks. Wow. Okay. How long ago was this? Uh, probably like three years ago. Why are you a I moron? Mean, how how much blood? It was a lot of blood. You just never had a bloody nose before? No, I never had one before. So I had it happen the day before, and it was it was it was alarming and a lot. Uh, and then I finally got it to stop. And then I was driving down the tollway, and it happened again while I was driving. And like I had like the horror car, you know, like the crime scene car going yeah. on. And uh, yeah, I was driving by uh, Presby Plano. And I was like, you know what, man, I may be having a, a hemorrhage and I may be dying. And I went in there and like, not only that, like where it was bleeding was like right here. Like it wasn't even way up in my nose. Like I was sure it was coming from like my brain. I thought I had a brain bleed. Right. And it was basically. I don't really think that's how that works. <laughs> it's not. Again, I didn't, I didn't go to medical school, but I don't think when you have a brain bleed, it just starts, gravity just starts pulling it down. So I'll never forget what the doctor, the ER doctor told me. So they, they took me back there and, and yeah, basically stuck a tamp up there, told me to stop being a pee. And then the doctor said, uh, he said, well, uh, I'm going to tell you what's going on here. You were a victim of one of the two leading causes of nosebleeds. And I said, what's that? And then he held up his index finger on his right hand, and he held up his index finger on his left hand, and he said, number one and number two, and then mimicked uh, sticking him up his nose yeah. like he was picking his nose. He was right. I was picking my nose and driving. Uh, <laughs> this is the dumbest yeah. story. Yeah. That was one of my two of my three ER trips was because I had a real bad earache one time when I was like 20. and I, I mean, was, that's at least somewhat legitimate. And you know what's funny? Age, it, they I'm didn't give me Dilaudid, but they did give me uh, – I went in there and they gave me a cup of Vicodin and uh, told me to go home and wrote me a prescription for it too. This was back when they were handing wow. out. You can just get stuff. Oh, this was before – this was probably like circa 2004 maybe before they really – I mean, I think now like – 
you can go in there with like multiple gunshot wounds and they're going to be like, yeah, like we'd really like you to just take a Motrin. Uh, but yeah, back then, yeah. So I went in there, told them I had an earache uh, and they gave me Vicodin there and a prescription for it uh, to take home. I didn't spend the night in the hospital, but I did have a very late night, early morning emergency room trip one time after passing out for no reason after jogging. <laughs> it lasted more than four hours. What? <laughs> That's when you need to seek immediate medical attention. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, good point. Well played. No, I uh, just went for a nice leisurely uh, jog. In the middle or of the night? It could be a soft J. Um, no, it was around uh, like 9 o'clock at night, okay. something like that. Yeah. And the wife was, I think, playing softball and was gone. And I uh, got back from jogging. Didn't feel real well at the end of the jog. Didn't but, finish strong, huh? No, there was not like a sprint finish. Yeah. I just kind of got done, got back inside. I remember there was a Mavs game on. and But I remember, just, I don't feel well. Things are just, it seems like things were just not working the rods and cones were all you know mixed up and whatever and i remember needed somebody to tell you where to turn yeah walking back to the bathroom because the idea is like water just fixes everything of course drink water splash water on your face whatever so i remember turning about make water i didn't need to make water uh i remember turning the water on the sink on and then the next thing i remember is being on the floor and waking up oh wow then getting up, pulling myself up like above the sink, and passing out again. Oh, no. And that's when my wife got home and found me unconscious on the floor. Oh, no. Which is not that irregular. But, <laughs> but in this instance, on like a Tuesday, was pretty abnormal. So uh, then... Um, she picked I, you up in like a fireman's carry. <laughs> yeah, it was like when those people can lift helicopters, yeah. you know. No, actually, I... I you know, regained consciousness. I thought I was kind of okay. But then I was, for whatever reason, I was getting like overheated. All this, I don't have any explanation for it. So the idea is like get in the bathtub, like in cool water or whatever. Like the instant I did that, one, it made me sick. And I just vomited everywhere. <laughs> On yourself? And then, uh, I think I kind of like reached out, much like you did in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the bathtub. I tried to throw up in the yeah, toilet as opposed yeah, not sitting on the toilet, throwing up into the bathroom. You guys are brothers. Yeah. We are. But I think I kind of made it, but I don't know. But then, like, my eyes just dilated, and I passed out. For a third yeah, time. In the water. Th- Ooh. Yeah, but the wife is right there okay. or whatever. But, that might um, have been the end of Glenn if the wife yeah, had been She was freaking out. Like, she's literally slapping me. And uh, so then I, I you know, I'm, I come back. And I remember one, she called a buddy of mine who is uh, an RN over at Baylor and kind of asked him, like, uh, this is what happened, you know, what was should it? I do? It wasn't uh, Robert Griffin, was it? No. <laughs> or different Baylor? No, no, it wasn't Sean Oakman either. <laughs> yeah, he had some really bad advice for him. <laughs> Um, but he told it like this long explanation, passed out, vomited, whatever. And he just kind of goes, yeah, he's probably just short on like sugar. Just give him a Jolly Rancher or something. <laughs> that was it. So great advice. Good, yeah, good. So then good I solid help there. I go to school. <laughs> <laughs> I start to actually feel better, but she absolutely insisted that we not, that we go to the hospital. 
No. Is that what you were like kind of angling for? Yeah, this is love my plan the whole time. A little sympathy. Hey, love we could making. take a bath together, but honey. She uh, insisted to go to the hospital. I think she feared like that I would go to sleep and just never wake up. So of course I go to the ER. They run a series of tests. Everything comes back normal. I go see like a neurologist. They do like a full. They give you a prescription bottle just full of Jolly Ranchers <laughs> and Vicodin. <laughs> Full examination. I did. I demanded the prostate examination. <laughs> he said, "I don't do that." And at the end, like literally, you go back to this doctor's office. He's got like the leather couch. He's you know looking through his notes and the chart. And literally, what he told me literally, was, yeah. Uh, what he told me was, uh, you know, some people just have a tendency to pass out. <laughs> that was his medical solution. Wow. Okay. And really, what he did, what he did tell me is like when you feel faint or whatever, everybody sits down. But the problem is like typically there's not enough blood getting to your brain, so you should always lay down when you feel faint. Don't just sit down because that won't solve anything. What about like doing a headstand? Um, he didn't go that extreme okay. because then you might not be able to feel your feet. They have to take your leg. <laughs> So that was the only time. That wasn't overnight. Wow, that's that, pretty scary, though. I that mean, was really... Uh, I, I don't think I've ever lost consciousness, so... Here, except for when you sleep, but... Oh, no. I involuntarily lost consciousness. I sleep with one eye open. <laughs> oh. um, another sidebar to that ER visit. So there was a very awkward moment in, in the waiting room as I was waiting to be taken back, and they hook up stuff to me or whatever. And uh, so I go, and there's like an empty chair... And I sit down in it. Well, this lady that's sitting kind of opposite to me kind of looks at me weird when I sit down there. And I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't know you. Why are you even looking at me? Well, she was mad because I guess her daughter had been sitting there. Oh, no. But she didn't, she didn't even say anything like, you know, that's where my daughter's sitting. Yeah. Her daughter was the one that was at the ER because she had hurt her arm or something like that. So she was real bitter that I had taken her daughter's seat. Of course, the fact that she just gave me a smug look and didn't bother to say anything when her daughter came back and I figured all of it out, I didn't even bother to get up. I was like, if you're not even going to say... You might have passed out if you'd have got up. I probably so. So, But the funny part of that is literally... God! <laughs> this, is, this is getting really bad. Yeah, I know. We're getting sloppy um, here towards the end. The truth is... Months, if not years, I'm going to say years go by before I realize this. I walk into the nursery as I'm dropping off my oldest son as he's a very wee, wee lad to be taken care of. And when I open the door, who's there helping with the kids? That lady. No way. Who goes to our church. No <laughs> way. Now, the lady being the, the daughter or the mother? No, the mother. Oh, my Wow. I don't think she remembered the interaction because she still goes there and I still see her every once in a while. Wow. I don't think she recalls that. Wow. You just walked in the nursery and sat down in your seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a matter of. She's going to stay here for a little bit. That's matter right. of principle. You're like, does your daughter go to this church? Where's she sitting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's well, my seat. Yeah. That's not going to work anymore for me. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, for. for uh, Guys is seemingly virile uh, as you two. That's a pretty. That's a pretty heavy duty. Uh, he likes to use that word, especially when talking about men. He does. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. It, it's my literally. Yeah, <laughs> it's my basically, my absolutely. 
Yeah, it didn't the whole episode made no sense. And I to guess me. it's it hasn't happened since? Uh no, one other time I kind of felt like I was headed down that path. Yeah, like something was kind of another episode was approaching and uh I was it was within a few months after that and I was playing basketball and I left and I was driving home like down Central Expressway. Oh no. Well, I had to lay down. Where was that advice? I did that for a while. Just but on the court? It, yeah. You just took a charge and then just stayed there? <laughs> like on the side of the court. It's like you were a soccer player for a second. Like I, 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 I set out a, uh, I set out a game and like somebody was like, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, I don't feel real well. I'm just going to lay here. But it, it got better, but it didn't completely resolve. So I, I was like, I, I can't just stay here at the, uh, I guess maybe I could have asked the United Methodist Church if I could just lay down on their <laughs> basketball floor. Sure, or, or maybe some guys could have come got you on a stretcher. <laughs> maybe. Um, but instead, I, st- I decided to risk it and drive home. I don't say I was feeling faint, but I also wasn't feeling that great. So as I'm speeding up Central at about oh, 85 no. miles an hour, I'm like, please don't pass out. Please don't pass out. Please don't pass out. <laughs> So I made it home, and I'm here, and we started a podcast, so it yeah. all worked out. So Great yeah, success. Yeah, you subsequently started your own podcast after yeah. that. It's a winning story. It's a pretty good little story. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we are getting towards the end, but I want to tell you guys one funny thing that happened to me yesterday. I, uh, I was... Did you call the Mayo Clinic about a nosebleed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I went. I went. Yeah, I went to. I went to Mayo because I uh, had a sinus infection. Mm, those are tough. I no. I was. Uh, I was offered an indecent proposal. Whoa! I was. Mm. What was his name? What's the? Um, I, I was gonna try to like throw in the name of a soccer player, but I can't think of one. Who's a famous soccer player? <laughs> Tattoo. <laughs> Is Pele still around? He's still alive. <laughs> 2016 didn't get him? No. All right. No, my, uh, my uh, wife's family uh, found themselves in need of a vehicle. And I think that they were under, I, maybe something I said during Christmas, they were, I think they were under the impression that I was shopping for a new vehicle for myself, which couldn't be further from the truth. But they, they, uh, there was a car accident, and they called, and they said, uh, hey, the, the old car you have, we want to buy it. Uh, you know, insurance totaled out our car, and we want to just write you a check for it. Well, we want to take it, and we need it. We need to know, you know, by at the latest, the end of day tomorrow. Uh, right. And that would have left me without a car. What, okay. What's the hurry on the time frame? The hurry on the time frame is that when the insurance totals your car, you have, I guess, Three days to either accept the oh, check, the and yeah, surrender the car to them, uh, or yeah. not accept it. So they basically, that is true. yeah. So they basically had to take this check and find another car, uh, and they're not. They weren't in a position where they were necessarily looking to buy a new car. They they wanted to. They wanted to. They were happy not having a car payment. They wanted to have a used car. They felt like the price range of my car was right there. So I went on this frantic. Uh, because I didn't even know what kind of car I wanted, right? And I thought, well, man, if they, they want to give me, you know, decent money for this car, maybe I'll see about getting a new one. Was it five figures or below? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. It was, it was below. 
Okay. Things aren't going as well for me as they are for you guys. Well, I mean, we're talking about somebody else's car that got totaled and that have anything to do with you. I mean, it could have been an Escalade. Oh, no, no. They were offering me less than five figures for my car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Dave rolls around in what I would call a luxury car. True. My car's more what I'd call utilitarian mainstream car. Our vehicles are both more than a decade old, so... Mine is not a decade old, but it has uh, it has not, a... That can't be true, Glenn. They didn't make Teslas a decade ago. <laughs> well, I mean, the day-to-day vehicles, not, oh, no. not my Sunday vehicle. <laughs> well, it's funny It's funny you should say Tesla. So this is this is the extent of my car searching. So I, I went to Google. <laughs> Teslas, Teslas for $6,500. No results. <laughs> they have one that runs on like Duracells. <laughs> No, I, I, I Googled because I, I have a long commute to work. And I Googled best car for a long commute. First result, Tesla Model S. Then the dart light rail. <laughs> yeah, and then a picture of the red line. $3 a day. So, Did no, you just get a bike? Maybe. That's true. That's true. Uh, no, so Tesla was number one, and then the number two was a Lexus, and the number three was some kind of Mercedes, and they were like these you know, either diesels or hybrid electrics, yeah. and they all get like 50 miles a gallon. The cheapest one was starting at about 60,000. So I just decided, well, that's that's the only good cars for a long commute, so I can't afford any of those. So I just, uh, I called him back and told him, sorry. Uh, Sounds like my detailed search for intro music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these don't look so great. We'll just give up on this. Yeah. You didn't type in best intro music for a podcast? No. I, we should do... I'll have to go back to look through my browser history. Whoa. Something <laughs> that whole the episode. two of you could never do, but I could, uh, and, and show you all the things I searched when we were starting this podcast. <laughs> but it was literally like, oh, how really? to make literally. a podcast. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> how do you make a podcast? We should probably do that at like the one year mark. So we like should. early March. Although about... What, five minutes before we started recording tonight, I was Googling how to connect your microphone to a, a MacBook. So, well, unbelievable. Hey, these, uh, these things happen. So, again, um, I guess we'll come up with some kind of intro, outro stuff for this episode. But moving forward, we want requests. Yeah, we will take Twitter requests. Twitter or email. Well, I think that the idea is we will take Twitter requests, but if it comes in the form of an email with a good question, then oh, that it's puts you read. way to the top of the list. Yeah, it's it's getting used and getting and getting read like you could, on air. You could tweet us imagine, but if you send us an email with a question, then we would like stoop down to, you know, I don't know, playing uh, just whatever. Well, you know, like maybe War. Or Dimebag Daryl or something like that. Just Dimebag Daryl his <laughs> solo career. <laughs> Take out all the other tracks and one their song. It's just him. That's not the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> it might it might be the worst idea. <laughs> what a fitting fitting tribute. Well, I, I uh, we're kind of a hit about our hour mark. So uh, if you guys don't have anything else, then uh, we can kind of kind of fade off into whatever uh, whatever outro music we feel like fits the fits the situation you all right i'm passing out okay are you okay you want to hang on passing out okay why don't you you want to sit down go on okay all right oh, 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 oh. you okay
this song sucks. 